What's up, everybody? And we are back. This is Take After the Take with my main man, Michael Franz. And we have a new, we have another co-host that we're going to introduce. His name is Darrell Blocker. And Darrell comes from all the way from Tampa, Florida. And, and Darrell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we get into the nitty gritty. Um. Uh, my name is Jarrell Blocker. Um, I went to school at uh, Lee University, a small uh, D2. Um, after that, I had a couple years um, of playing basketball overseas. Um, just to name a few places, uh, Argentina, Uruguay, pretty much the whole South America ordeal. But um, now I'm just doing logistics work and we're here. And you co-hosting on this podcast. So, hey, you guys, I'm going to get right into it. And the first thing we're talking about tonight is not going to be about sports. The first thing we're talking about now is this man right here who slapped the shit out of Chris Rock last night. <laughs> yeah. So before we get started, I'm going to talk about my take on this situation. My wife and I, my wife loves these type of shows. Both of you guys know my wife. So she loves these kind of shows. So the first thing we were doing, you know, I was picking up, we got this thing called 15 minute cleaning. And my wife was like, hey, the Oscars on. And I said, so like, I mean, I don't care about watching the Oscars, right? So she's like, I want to watch it. And I was like, okay, watch it. And then she says, I want you to watch it with me. And I'm gonna be honest with you, for the first time in many years, this was the best Oscars that I've watched because Chris Rock got hit. Man, he got hit hard. <laughs> and honestly, we thought it was it was like a, we thought it was kind of fake at first, but then we had a friend in Australia who sent us the live version. And I actually do have the live version. And basically, he got rocked. He got hit really hard. But let me tell you the backstory. In 2016, he was making fun of Jada Pinkett Smith already. He, he said something about Jada. And then this past year in December, Jada had to shave her hair because she has a serious hair loss condition. Um, so when, so I don't know if Chris Rock knew that, but if he didn't know that, now he certainly knows that. <laughs> but in, in my opinion, you guys, at first I was thinking about it last night, but we talked about it because Amanda and I actually talked about it on our podcast. But I wanted to get a couple of gentlemen's perspectives on this situation. My, at first last night, I was like, you know what? He deserved to get hit because he, like, only reason why I said that, you guys, is because in December, Jada posted that she literally, she had a she had a, a mark in the top of her head where she's literally like, she has the disease and that she's lost her hair, okay? And if he didn't know that, he should have been well informed. But if he did know that, that was a slight and you don't joke in that situation. Now, let's go to Will. Will, everybody loves Will Smith. You know, it's actually the opposite of Chris, because Chris even had a show, Everybody Hates Chris, right? <laughs> but we know that everyone loves Will Smith. And I think in that moment, 
I, I, I felt him, but I saw Stephen A. Smith's take. And I'm going to have to say that I agree with what Stephen A. said. He should have waited until he should have said, yo, 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 chill, because everybody knew that Will was probably going to win the Oscar. So my question to you guys is, and we'll start with you first, Michael, do you feel like Will's big moment, he finally won an Oscar, and do you feel like it was tainted by that by that moment before he won the Oscar? Um, I mean, it's it's going to always be tied together with it, regardless, right? Because even the speech that was for the Oscar was about love, right? And he even apologized. It was funny. He apologized to the Academy. He apologized right. to the people that were out there, except for Chris Rock, right? So, yes, it probably should have been a situation that was taken off stage afterwards as well. But the funny thing to me was this. I don't think that he got up there to defend Jada. I think he got up there and did what he did. Fake or real, I don't know. There's there's bias on both sides, right? right? But I think he got up there to save face for himself because and when you look at what happened with the situation, Chris makes the joke. Right. And you can see Will laughing. Right. Yeah, you, I was gonna, let me stop you right there. Did you see Jada's face, though? That's what I, was, I, hadn't, I hadn't got there yet. Okay, okay. She gave a death stare to Chris. And then she looked at Will and gave him the same stare. So I don't think he got up there. Be, I think he got up there like, oh, okay, this is going to put this, this, this is going to cause a situation between us. I need to save face Ooh, with my wife. That's a good take. I like that, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The some of the video, I, I like I said, I can't say whether the hit was real or not because I mean, I no, saw this video that it, looked it like it was. Real. I I show it to you. <laughs> well, I was on, I was on the real side first until I saw another one that a dude slowed it down and he was like, "Look at the way that this happened. It looked like it was a movie hit, <laughs> right?" That's so. That's true. There's there's perspectives on all of it. I don't know. And even when you when you get down to what was actually said. Everything was fine up until Chris Rock was like, uh, we're here to present a documentary instead of present an Oscar for a documentary. He got yeah. off script, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's things that kind of make me believe like, okay, it may have been real because, I mean, he was thrown for a loop if that, if that, if that was it. But there's things that I've seen that are like, I don't know. I don't care about that. I'm not necessarily concerned for that. Right. But the point that I'm trying to make overall is that I don't think he got up there to defend his wife. I think he got up there to actually save face with his wife for himself. So going back to the question though, do you feel like his, do you feel like this tainted the Will Smith that we all know? Um, I, I don't know. I think, I don't think it taints him at all. I mean, I think that it's just something that he's going to have to live with that ties mm -hmm. to the award. Right. That's all. That's all it's going to be. It's just, well, you got the award, but this is what's going to be remembered as well with it. Well, and see, people keep bringing the work thing up, but one thing I wanted to, to, to tell everyone is that Will Smith actually owns his own production company and his own film company, so Overbrook Entertainment. So he don't have to worry about now whether right. or not whether or not it gets any of his movies get picked up by the Oscars again. That's different, but he can make movies, and we all know Will Smith 
Um, and, and misery loves company. So some people that was like, yeah, I'm glad you stopped shouting, you know. Um, one, one quick other point that I think that is a negative outlook on this is that we know that the Oscars have had a situation with African-Americans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been boycotted because they're what 2016 Will and Jada both boycotted it because there were nobody that was nominated that was African American. Well, he wasn't nominated for concussion, which was a horrible movie, by the way. <laughs> well, so, based on there, there's, there is the topic <laughs> overall that there has been the view of the Oscars when it comes to race, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So I think that that brings a situation out when it's like, okay, well. Well, what's going on? I'm asking because what people don't know, William Packard actually put on the Oscars. He's a black man. He put on the Oscars for the first time ever. And so it was, he put it on. It was actually a, a, a nice ceremony until that happened. I'm going to let Jarrell get in here. Jarrell, what's your take? Yeah, let's get, him, let's get him in there. All right. So I was actually talking about this with my, with my friends uh, all morning. Um, and I'm having mixed feelings about the whole situation. I, I don't know what side to take. Right. Super tricky situation. So um, I feel like the fact that it was obviously a black producer, um, was it for the first time? Yeah, for the first time. So I think that I think that taints how he looked in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But if he defended his wife, bro, you got to understand that they this past year or two, they've been getting a lot of shit, bro. So I think, and I and I can tell the way he laughed that it wasn't like a this is funny laugh. It was like I'm laughing, but bro, like this ain't this ain't funny, bro. So yeah, when he I, and that goes back to what I think with with what Michael was saying, like he had to save face. Like when she looked at him, he was kind of like, he was like, oh shit, I better do something, you know? Right. So honestly, I'm still having mixed feelings because on one side, I'm like, he defended his wife. And then on the other side, I'm just like, damn, like we we, just, we finally get a black producer. You you finally about to get your Oscar. And, and yeah, and that's how you go out. I mean, like I'm just I, I'm just confused, bro. Honestly, I just don't even know what side to take on this entire situation. I wish he wouldn't have done it. Like he knows where the guy is gonna be backstage. So hey, get with him backstage. Like hey, bro, like don't chill out with the wife jokes. I don't know if you know or not. She has some issues going on. That's why she's bald or whatever the case may be. Cool. It's Will Smith, bro. He that's how that's how he responds to things. That's that's how you expect him to respond to things. But nobody would have th thought that Will Smith would just walk up, slap the shit out of the man. So no, nah, I, I agree. Um he Will was very emotional, which is the reason why he was crying too. And like he said, he wasn't crying because he received the reward. He was crying because he wants to spread love and he felt and and I don't know, people didn't realize this, but this stopped him from actually talking about it on stage because he was actually about to talk about it. and then that's when he Denzel yelled at him and said hey when you at your highest the devil will try to bring you down so he knew because Denzel is one of his mentors he knew all right I'm, just, I'm not going to talk about this right now I'm not going to bring more attention to this right now 
you know. So I feel like I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I think that he had to save face, but at the same time, when I thought about it and I let everything process, I feel like he could, like you just said, Darrell, go went to the back and said, yo, man, look, no more Jada jokes. You know what I mean? We can't we can't do this no more because now she has a serious condition. You've been talking about it for a while. And Darrell, you brought up another point that some girls uh, on this podcast that I listened to, I guess they're, uh, and Michael, I think you said this too. They they have marital issues. They're having problems. So that, <laughs> that right there, f- far as what everyone is saying. So if they're having those issues, because he was laughing, but like when I saw the, the, when I went back and I saw her go, uh, and then, and look at Will, like, are you going to do something? And, and Amanda and I talked about, you know, because I'm, I'm married, Michael, you're married. I wanted to put myself in Will's Will's position. And I thought about it in two ways. Like, to the public eye, you have to say, you know what? I was, knowing me, at first, the the knee-jerk reaction is, I'm about to get up and slap the shit out of Chris Rock. But I know my wife and how she is, she would have stopped me and said, and I would have been like, yo, 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 Chris. Yo, man, no more jokes. That, that's not funny. Chill out, man. And I think it would have been, but it's kind of interesting hearing some of the, the Oscar attendees because some of them were pretty receptive to what happened. Um, it was like a split room. It was half and half, you know? So I think that's where we are too. Moving on, let's talk about the Lakers, okay? <laughs> let's talk about, and we all, so for everybody that wants to know, everybody wants to know this, we are all well. I'm I'm a hardcore Laker fan. I don't know if Michael is a Laker fan. I know he's a LeBron fan. I know Jarrell is definitely a LeBron fan. So, but as of right now, we are all Laker fans. Okay. So, and I'm going to be a Laker fan for the rest of my life. I always have been. But when LeBron leaves the Lakers, I know these two are probably going to jump ship. So, but let's talk about this right now. Let's talk about this because we're all Laker fans. They were up by 23 points. I was talking to my man Jarrell yesterday. We were actually on the phone for about an hour because UNC had just spanked. They had just destroyed the team out of New Jersey. Um, y'all gonna have to help me out. St. Pete. Pete, okay. Yeah, they had just destroyed them. But then Jarrell and I, Jarrell's like, all right, bro, I'm gonna get home. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna watch this game. I actually, when they were up by 23, I turned the game off. I was like, I'm about to go do some other stuff. I turned the game on with about 23 seconds left, and they were losing by seven. And I received a text message from Darrell that says, "Bro, did you see this? They were up by 23." And I said, "Oh my god!" So. You got it. This is the, the, the question. The, the question is not even about, we know how they've been. This is the question now. Do the Are the Lakers out of the play-in tournament now? Are they completely out of the uh, play-in tournament? I'll start with you, Jarrell. Honestly, I can't watch no more. I <laughs> hope I hope they are. I can't. I, it's stressing me out. I can't watch it no more, bro. It's, 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 it's <laughs> 
it's 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 literally clown basketball, bro. Like it's just. And one thing I I, I will say about last night, um, because I I turned off the game as well, and I, I was I took a nap, and then um, I woke up, and I was, <laughs> how, how did they lose? But right. watch you know some of the highlights or whatever the case may be, and I seen a couple plays. Yeah, yeah. And I know we we are LeBron fans. And I feel like even though he had 39 points or so, I just feel like that started with him. Because when they go up, for the most part, LeBron holds, holds the basketball way too much. Way too long, yeah, yeah. We thought there's, no, there's no ball movement. There's no movement at all. Everybody's stagnant. And then that's when all the terrible things happen. So I honestly I blame this on your guy, yours truly. Le, le. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Michael, my man, I know you have a lot to say. <laughs> um, so right now, standing wise, they're in tenth place, right? Okay. But they're I mean, they're Barely we're barely, in. barely in. We're sitting at what seventy-four games in the season. Still yeah. got eight games left, and they're literally one game ahead of San Antonio. Okay, so it could come down to any one of those games being that make or break of them being in the playing tournament, right? Yeah. But the other, the unfortunate side though is that LeBron sprained his ankle again too. Yeah. Right? We still so. He still went on to drop more points after he sprung his ankle. Did you see what he said afterwards, though? Yeah, I get that. I mean, he he tightened up his shoes. He went out there, did what he did. I mean, it's the same. Hold on. on. Real quick, Jarrell, what do you say? Bro, he's fine, bro. I'm telling you. Oh, trust me. I I get that, and I'm with you because – He's, he takes care of his body better than anybody in the NBA, right? So he's going, to be, he's going to be fine, but I can't help but feel like that's going to be either a reason or a possible excuse for these last excuse. That's one thing I, I love LeBron to death. He's the, he's the GOAT to me. But the one thing I do hate is when he – his little antics where, like he said, oh, it, his, he blamed it on his – his ankle, but if it was because of your ankle, you went out and scored twenty something more points after you. Heard. Right, right, <laughs> bro. We can't make that the blame because if that was the blame, you would have sat out, bro. Don't do that. Like you just take the L and just say, "Hey, we we played like shit and move on." <laughs> now I, have, I actually have a question for you directly, Drill, which comes into my point. Do you believe in storybook endings? Storybook endings. Yeah. When it comes um, to sports? No. No? Because right now, there's possibly two storybook endings in basketball, whether it's the NBA or college basketball. Because right now, college is going to be with Mike Krzyzewski. Going to the finals and possibly he's going to – he should be able to beat North Carolina. Now, he they, be and then end up yeah, in the finals. Yeah, but a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. didn't have Duke even going, Right. So this could be a storybook ending college basketball-wise. What other storybook ending could be out there, especially in the NBA, is the Lakers with an injured LeBron in 10th place in the playoffs, the play-in seeds, 
actually go deep into the playoffs. Bro, no. See, <laughs> I'm just saying it's 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 a toss-up, right? It's that setup for the possible storybook ending. Should it not? Cool. It doesn't happen. So, I, but, I, understand, I understand what you're saying, and, and I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's not possible because, obviously, we're talking about LeBron and and with a with a healthy LeBron and if AD comes back somehow, maybe. But I'm not gonna. Nah. So <laughs> let's not forget though, the best final storybook ending in NBA history includes who? LeBron. That's why. That's why I said. That's why I said we're talking about LeBron. But this is a totally different. This is a totally different situation though. Like these guys had all year to get like you see the Boston Celtics you see that turn oh yeah absolutely they're nine and one in the last ten in first east like if they were gonna do it they would have already done it it's not done yet because they're still lost you still have a super loss with Russell Westbrook uh you still have a super loss um I mean Melo's playing amazing but the other guys are just lost. It's like one well, game. Andy Bradley's can... not playing well Kent Bazemore has been horrible all year and they got him for defensive reasons He's not even in the – he don't even – he doesn't even yeah. get in the game. So He was, a, he was one of the original yeah. starters. Yeah, he's the real reason why, you know, the Lakers lost. First of all, they let a guy come into the game. Now, now Brandon Ingram, he dropped his points. He did his thing. But they let a guy come into the game that averages four points. I don't even know who it is, bro. Four points a game. Trey Murphy the third. Trey Murphy the third dropped 21 points in this game, shooting like he was like, I mean, he was playing. He was, to me, he was going. I watched the highlights back myself. To me, he was going, him and Brandon Ingram were going head to head with LeBron. Like I would have to say, LeBron was making shots, these two were making shots. Let's just point out the obvious here. Frank Vogel needs to go. And they're not gonna make a decision right now. He doesn't have a good system, but this is also the other problem is that Frank Vogel does not know how to coach LeBron within his system, which is the reason why LeBron wanted Tyron Lue, because Tyron Lue does have a system, but he knows how to coach LeBron with his system to make the other guys involved, which made Cleveland a good basketball team. Okay, so... The same thing is happening with the Lakers. Frank Vogel had a system last year with those players that they let go. Caldwell Pope, dumb. Even though Kyle Kuzma was a detriment to basketball last year, this guy is actually balling this year. You know, he's not going to get most improved player. He could, but he's not going to get it. But he actually, I'm going to say this. You look at Brandon Ingram. You look at Kyle Kuzma. You look at Lonzo Ball and Darrell. You and I were speaking upon this the other day. These guys can all hoop, but when they're with LeBron, LeBron is a is a is a player killer in my opinion. Which is the reason why Kyrie didn't want to play with him anymore. The reason why KD has never wanted to team up with him. The reason why he left Miami. People don't realize this. They start telling him like, "Hey, look, he 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 left because he was saying they were getting older and stuff." But what started happening in Miami? They were used to free-flowing basketball with Eric Spoelstra, as you can see right now. Jimmy Butler ain't averaging 30, 
40 points a game like LeBron. So that when they lost to the and now I'm gonna bring it all the way back, you guys. When they lost to the San Antonio Spurs in that finals, that last finals that he appeared in Miami. That's when I noticed LeBron held the ball a lot. He started because Dwayne Way a few years before that gave him the right of passes when they lost against Miami. He said, look, when they lost against Dallas, they said, look, I want you to be the guy on the team. Because if you look at the, the, the first year that he was in Miami, the second year, LeBron was playing kind of off ball. And Michael, you and I have talked about this in some previous uh, podcasts. The only way it was going to work with the Lakers is if he played off ball. Don't bring the ball up. Still score. Let Russell bring it up. But play off ball like he kind of did with Miami. But then look what happened in the NBA Finals. You saw a team like the Spurs, Jarrell, you and I talked about it. They they passed the ball around. Free-flowing offense. LeBron slows the game down way too much. I think me and Darrell looked at it. He holds the ball for like 20 seconds per play clock, play clock. Even, <laughs> I looked at it again. <laughs> I looked at it again. And this dude, I'm looking at the highlights, and you're up by a lot. You can see what Willie Green was doing, the, the Pelicans head coach. He was saying, yo, let's push it. Let's push on these guys because, one, they're old. LeBron, look, this is the deal. And I've said this to you, Darrell. You can't hoop with your friends all the time. No. You just can't. Like, I have, a, I have a friend here in Vegas. He actually – I'm about 5'11". I'm 5'11". This dude is 6'1", 6'2". He is a legitimate point guard. I, I, have, I have handles, but he has, like – I'm going to say he kind of has like Kyrie handles, okay? I, I'm more probably like Steph, but he has Kyrie handles. But this dude also plays like LeBron. He'll sit there. No, I, I won't even say LeBron. I'm, I'm going to take that away. I'm going to say James Harden. We know what James Harden does. He's at the top of the key. This is what this kid is doing, okay? James Harden is another guy. You know, we're going to get to that in a second. But my point is, is that when you are pushing – the basketball, right? And everybody else is not, everybody, if you look at the Lakers, if you look at the Lakers, they are standing around just like the Cavs teams in the past, just like the Miami team. They are standing around waiting on LeBron to do something, which is the reason why Jay Crowder said, man, this dude is a stat stuffer. He's a stat stuffer. Jay Crowder is hooping in Phoenix. Just imagine, hold on, when they went to that NBA Finals game, when they played, if if LeBron, he had Jay Crowder, he had all those guys. Just imagine if he would have just been passing the ball. So <clears throat> the way I look at it, um, like I know, I know a lot of people who pound the ball, but the difference between them and LeBron, like a KD and a, and a Steph Curry and a, and a Kyrie Irving and LeBron – when they do it, you can tell that they're doing it to actually either try to score or make some type of play. Right. But when I, last night when I watched LeBron do it, he just had the ball. He had his back turned to the basket. He's just looking people off, and then he'll start dribbling back up and dribble. And it's just he's doing nothing for no reason. Like He's doing absolutely nothing for no reason. And that's one of the things I would say that 
that messes up his GOAT conversation with me. He's still a GOAT, but and he's, he's still a great passer. But at just way too many times during the game, he just just holds the ball. Like, he's just, it's just like he's thinking too much. And he knows the game. His one downfall is clock management. Clock management, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and not shooting not not shooting layups at the end of the game. I mean, me and Jarrell talked about this the other day. There was one particular game a few games ago that he lost because he passed the ball out, and he was right there. Right there for the layup. A million times in his career, which is like, like – now, look, if we're going off stats because we talked about this, Michael, you weren't in the conversation, but Jarrell and I spoke about this. If you want to go by rings – you have to mention Robert Ory in the modern day NBA. If you want to go by rings, if you want to go by the most rings, Bill Russell has the most rings. Okay. Now, if you want to go by stats, nobody ever called. Well, maybe during that time. I mean, I was only, I was, I, I was an 80s kid, but I never once heard Kareem being called the GOAT. At that time, it was Magic Johnson that was being called the GOAT. Like he was being called the goat. He was getting getting him and Larry Bird. It was like their lead. They and 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 there were more people calling Bird the goat more so than Magic during that particular time. I, I remember because of how the NBA was. Now Michael come, starts coming into play, and Michael honestly, <clears throat> what's crazy is LeBron has been called the goat. That goat conversation has been in people's mouth since he joined the league, unfortunately for him, right? Is he going to be the next Michael Jordan? That's what everybody, that was, that was the, I still have Sports Illustrated. Is he the next Michael Jordan? You know, that was, so he's been compared to Michael his whole time. They just skipped over Kobe, who was just like Michael, stole all his moves. Michael even said it himself, right? Skipped over him. So he's been compared. But now one thing I will say is LeBron has lived up to the hype. LeBron has definitely lived up to the hype. But what are we basing ghost status on, right? Are we, are we basing it on his stats? If so, yes. If we, if we Because this is my deal. I, I said this the other day. I posted it even. I think there were goats in theirs, right? Because my dad goats was Dr. J. In my dad's eyes, Dr. J, Magic Johnson are his favorite two players. Okay. So when you look at it, and you and I like talking to older guys that have been around because they they'll give you different perspectives and things like this. I think this generation is too like everybody, the minute you say something bad about LeBron, people wanna fight. Like they wanna, they wanna squab and everything. But what I will say is this, because my favorite player all time, Michael knows, I think, Drew, I think you know, is Kobe Bean Bryant. That's my guy. Mamba is my guy. I Go ahead. So the, the, thing, the thing with the, the Kobe thing, <laughs> obviously Kobe is, is, is a great basketball player. He's, he's, he's phenomenal um, on and off the court. But <clears throat> when you talk about the GOATs, the only reason I don't, the only reason I never say his name is because... Oh, no, no. I never said that he was the GOAT. I just said that he was... To me, he was my favorite basketball player. But, but 
but I think this is why he's not in that conversation because you have Michael Jordan. Yeah. You have you have Kobe that played like just like him, like identical. Like right. they they did the same exact thing on the basketball court. So I feel like when you talk about Michael and you talk and you put Kobe in there, it's like talking about a guy that copied everything Michael did. Whereas, whereas then you got LeBron, who's just the t- not. I'm not saying like he copied it, like, but he plays just like him. And then you have LeBron; he's a totally different type of player. And so, huh? Michael was laughing. Well, I'll tell you why I'm laughing because when he Jarrell is using words that I've used in arguments. Oh okay. yeah. Sense of the copy. This is why I'm laughing because I feel like Darrell probably just knowing him right now. I feel like if we had conversations, we would probably vibe very well in these in these situations here. What happens when you take a copy of a copy? It's not as good as the original. That's what and that's what I'm saying. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. And look at look at look at the the numbers that Kobe put up. Great, <clears throat> right? Like Darrell said, great player, right? But he has, if you want to have the argument of the rings, he has less rings than than Jordan. When you talk about points and the scoring more ability, than, more than, than LeBron. way more shots than Michael Jordan did. Okay. Right? Where LeBron, in my position in this, is when you can literally say this person is the best all-around basketball player, he could do anything, immediately that's go. Immediately. Because he could do literally anything on the court. That's, That's a fact. What and it goes into I want to bring something to y'all because that was something that Shaq and and Kenny and Charles Barkley talked about. Okay. And 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 Jarrell, you just said this, so I'm gonna bring it back to you. Um LeBron doesn't have any moves. LeBron's a big guy. So when you said he was backing somebody up on the court, he can't really take anybody off the drill. I've seen, I can, I have actually, I can go back and show you countless times that he's tried to cross somebody over and the ball goes out of bounds. So it's <laughs> in a stationary situation. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the ball handling in a stationary situation is not that great. And then at the top of the key, same situation. He turns the ball over more in isolation than anybody. So he actually takes off, right? He's real good in a in a fast break situation. He's real good when he's holding the ball and directing the offense. So this is my deal. When you say he can do everything on the court, I'm not going to disagree with you on that, bro, because he's not as agile as Kyrie Irving. Now, can he make the right pass? Yes. But he doesn't take the, all the, the right shots. So... That's not You're great. also comparing not him to an actual point guard that is required to have those skills. The fact that he could even be in that conversation. Yeah, no, all, I that. but you said he does everything on the court and he doesn't. Yeah, do absolutely. His he stats say that. He's the only player with 30, 10, and 10. No, I get that. But what I'm saying, when I'm talking about the most skilled bat, now everybody knows this, Jarrell, you know, the most skilled basketball player ever is Kobe Bean Bryant. Right, he. I, you're talking about, you're talking about straight off of skill. I, I see, and you're saying he and can. I wouldn't would disagree. Yeah, I'm saying he. he what what uh, he's saying that 
what uh he said that LeBron can't dribble, you know, like a Kyrie, like a KD, um, or whatever the case may be. But you're not talking about like actual, you know, moves or anything. You're talking about just getting it done. The way he gets it done. Well, yeah, and, that's different. Yeah, say that. Yeah, he gets everything done on the basketball. Can Kyrie? Can Kyrie play all five positions? LeBron can't play all five positions. You're crazy, bro. Le- Look, you're crazy. Okay, hold on. So let me, I'm going to ask the basketball player. Just because they put you at point guard, does that make you a point guard? So LeBron, his size and his his position, anybody can bring the ball up at his size and his position. LeBron's not a freaking point guard, bro. He, he I mean, he, he's not a point guard, but he showed that he can play point guard. He's done it before. He's done it. Obviously, no, I, I you get can, that. You, you can look at him and tell him he's not look anybody at any position. But that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, you're gonna play here now because it's the best thing for the team because we don't have a pure point guard. But right. but this is my point. If someone beat LeBron up, and the way the NBA is going right now, up. he he won't be a point guard. If somebody actually, if somebody say LeBron bringing the ball up and actually play defense on him. It's exactly. He wouldn't make it up the court. That's my point. Like, that's that's my point with those. Now, can he do everything on the basketball court? Yeah, I agree with the whole, yes, he can He can pass the ball. I still don't agree with, look, I know he's hit some clutch shots, and he actually is the best in percentage-wise is hitting clutch shots. Yes, give him that. But does he make the right decisions all the time? No, he doesn't. And we've seen – go ahead, girl. I'm sorry, but he does make the right ba- basketball decision a lot. The oh, only thing – Okay, so let me let, – I'll let you get back to that. Okay. I actually was talking to – I was actually talking to Jordan Farmer the other day about this. He does make the right basketball decision, but sometimes those decisions he should – to, shouldn't make those right basketball decisions. Like the time he passed to Melo, that was the right basketball play. But if he just dunks it, which he's right there, the Lakers, that was a four-point, that was like a five-point or four-point swing, right, bro? So if he makes that shot, the Lakers go up by four. But then since he didn't make the shot, they went down, and now they're down by two. But go ahead. Say what you were going to say. So, yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. Um that that play in particular, um, just like all the other plays, the game winning plays he passed up. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, he should have shot it. He should have shot it." You said it. Didn't let me finish. <laughs> I was gonna say that particular play. He should have literally. He should have shot the ball. He should have. He should have made the layup. So that play, yes, and it, even that play in my eyes, that wasn't. A great decision to me because obviously I mean he's averaging 30 you're the man on the floor you got a wide open layup bro that's like Ben Simmons uh in the oh play. my gosh Ben we'll get to Ben in a second but that is exactly like Ben <laughs> but any other time like any other time nine nine times out of ten if LeBron passed the ball he probably felt like he had a good shooter that he passed the ball to and they just missed it you can't I mean, you can't make him force a shot. 
that he doesn't want to take. He's a he, there's a reason he has 10k assists as well and 30,000 points. He can score. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you good. My, I think I think I think we're waiting on you, Michael. I didn't, I didn't know the final take. On on LeBron and the Lakers? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that it's going to, like I said, it's going to come down to these last eight games. Am I going to be surprised if they get in, if they stay in the play-in, they get into the top eight and move on? I'm not going to be surprised at all. No. Where a lot of people will be surprised. But this is the, this adds to the conversation of, the goat of the goat conversation, right? He he brought Cleveland back from a, a down one to three, right? Add to that resume your last place in the play-in tournament, the play-in tournament that you actually hate, and you move forward and succeed at it. Great! It'll be interesting to see because I don't I don't believe personally that it's going to happen. I believe I would love for it to just end. I'm with Jarrell. I want it to end. Because I want Russell Westbrook gone. I want Vogel gone. And, I mean, really, let's build the team as if a team needs to be built around LeBron like it should. Go get Ty Lue. And you well, know what? I also saw this. I saw somebody say this. Could we credit their their 2020 championship to actually Jason Kidd? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, break it up. Blow it up. The only person that you need to keep is AD, and you don't necessarily need so, to keep him. So I'm glad you, you said that. Possibly. Trade him if that's the case. They they were hoping. So this is what happened in that situation. The Lakers, because of all the allegations that was going on with Jason Kidd, and people were like, oh, he had his wife yeah. a long time ago and stuff like that. The Lakers actually wanted to hire him as the head coach. Yes, I remember. Bring in, they wanted to bring in Vogel for a couple of years. They I'm telling you right now, I know that for a fact they are all hurt about that situation that Jason left. Because you see what he's doing with the Mavericks. I mean, they are the defensive efficiency. They are the best team in the NBA right now. So, I mean, who would have who thought that they would have had Luka Doncic playing defense? And, and just to let you guys know, I agree. I'm a Laker fan. I wanted to end. I don't even want them to be in it because I think they're going to get embarrassed once they get into the playoffs, because if they have to play Phoenix, they have to play Phoenix and, and Michael, the team you didn't believe in last year when, <laughs> when we talked about it, but they have to play. Did they win? No, but still, I told you they were going to get to the finals. I And I told you, living out here in Arizona, for me to believe in Phoenix, I have to see the championship. Well, this is the deal. I'm gonna, because they never get it You done. know I'm good at doing predictions. They winning it this damn year. They winning the whole damn thing this year. Ooh. No, they're not. We'll get to that in a second, Darrell. I know you want to chime in, but we got to talk about the MVP race right now. Joel. Joel and B, or do you think it's Jokovic? Do you think it's the Joker, Michael? I think it's Jokic. Ooh, okay. Give us the take. I think it's Jokic because just in simple, plain fact, when he's not on the floor, Denver is ass. Denver is ass. Not taking anything away from Joel and B at all. Joel is out there hooping. Don't get me wrong. 
Does he deserve this 1A, 1B? I don't care which way you slice it. I'm happy either with if either one gets it. My vote would go for Jokic just on team play. And now take a look at, I mean, granted, Joel has now James Harden on his team, right? And he's got people. He lost Seth Curry, which was a good, a good piece to that puzzle when they when Ben Simmons got traded. Yeah. So there are there there are certain pieces that could alter what happens here coming up because now you even have to talk about chemistry between Harden and Embiid. But regardless, when you're sitting there talking about teams and who they're surrounded by, you still have a former MVP on your team right now. Right. You're still in what? They're they're fourth. They're in fourth place in the East, right? We'll see what happens when the playoffs come. But this is a regular season award. And regular season, without Jokic, Denver wouldn't be anywhere. Um, I do agree. Um, but the way I see it, I, I always look at the, the eye test. Like what I see and what I can see from every game that I watch – from Joel Embiid, I, I, I kid you not, bro, this man goes out there and plays his hardest. Like, And you can tell, you can look at Joel and tell he wants the MVP and he wants to win. He wants to win every single game and he plays like it. I, I, I've seen Jokic a, a few times this year. He's a hooper. He can hoop. He's he's one of the best big men I've ever seen. But just just the fire that's under Joel Embiid's ass right now is unmatched, bro. He's he's just he's going nuts right now. So and, you're talking fire under somebody's ass. Why are we not talking about somebody like John Morant? He's been hurt most of the year. But you see, with when he's playing, and that team is centered around him. Just like Denver is centered around Jokic, Memphis is second in the West right now with 52 wins. Do you, do you know that Memphis has won more games? 18 without, without John Morant. Yeah, they, they play better without John. I don't know if you've seen that stat uh, or not. That I didn't. That I didn't. Yeah, yeah they, play better like they play way better without John. And that's real weird, but. And I do that goes back to what we were just saying, my man. Systems. It's system. They have a, the coach has a good system. Go ahead. No, I mean that was that that was it. For okay, me. yeah. So I'm gonna say, I mean, y'all say Jokovic, uh, it's the Joker. I'm gonna say I think it's Joel Embiid. And the reason why I think it's Joel Embiid, you touched upon this yesterday. You touched on this yesterday, Jarrell. He was gonna win it last year if he wasn't hurt. I mean, oh yes, of course. So, so he's doing the same thing. He's putting up the same numbers. I think he, I think, I'm, I'm going to throw something out there to you guys because you both are LeBron fans. What if LeBron got traded to Philly this summer? I wouldn't watch basketball anymore. <laughs> you know what's funny is I saw an article that literally said LeBron should get traded to one of two teams. One of those teams was Philadelphia. Do you know who the other one was? Oh, who's the second? Phoenix. Nah, he wouldn't work in Phoenix. There's two of them already. Phoenix vibe, bro. No, yeah. hell. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix. Charles Oakley, uh, I saw that Charles Oakley said that he should go to Philadelphia if he wants to win more rings. And I agree with it, actually. 
And I think the reason why Darrell doesn't think or doesn't want to watch anymore is because nobody's going to beat those guys. <laughs> if, if he goes to Philadelphia with the team they have, ain't nobody beating Philadelphia. No one's beating Philadelphia. But LeBron, go ahead. I was just saying they wouldn't let that happen. That's crazy. Yeah, that that would be that kind of be like LeBron. That'll bring the CP3 trade back to from the Lakers. Right. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be like LeBron going to Golden State. Like it, it'll be like when they toyed with that a couple of years ago. I was like, if I'm LeBron, before he went to the Lakers, okay, I said if I'm LeBron, I'm going to Golden State. I don't care. Nobody say judge me. Do whatever you want to. We about to win the next ten championships. That's what. <clears throat> That's why I said because you see how well he plays with with Steph. Like they they play they like butter and toast, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call it. They are, but I think Joel. I feel like Joel and and Michael. You got you said this when he plays Denver is crap. I think this is why I want people and then Darrell talked about this. This is why I want people to start recognizing. I think there should be two types of awards. And LeBron has said this. There should be a I agree. player of the year. I know you're- there should be a MVP because LeBron honestly should have at least 10 MVPs right now. LeBron this year. And y'all said, uh, Joel, I'm going to say this: LeBron should win the MVP this year. That would be my argument because they don't do anything unless he scores 50 points. Yeah. I mean, this guy right here, if you're going off of stats, right. Which is what they do every single year. Why not this year? I don't get it. Okay. It's like it's a bunch of NBA writer haters because the year that James Harden, which was 2018 when he won it, right? He put up a lot of points. You know, he had, I think it was like 26, 40 point games. He had a few 50 point games. He put the only 60 point triple double ever. Say it again. The only 60 point triple double ever. Oh, yeah. The only 60 point triple double. So, yeah, if you're going by stats, the reason why I say it should be LeBron is because the dude is 37 years old and he's in his 17th, 18th year in the league, right? And he has, he's averaging more points than anybody in the NBA right now. Crazy so, to me. That's so crazy to me. I, no, I, said, I was just saying that's crazy. That's, yes, that's, yeah, that's, that's, so if, I I yeah, if they're not gonna give it to the Joker, I feel like the this is the deal. I feel like the Joker, like if you really look at the buy of work, yeah, you can say because LeBron, I mean, yeah, you can say because Joker doesn't play, but how many years has LeBron been in the league and he still didn't win the MVP? Because if he didn't play, Cleveland wasn't good, right? So I don't like that argument. I don't think he should win it because of that argument. I think if they're going to give it to anybody, Joel has outperformed him, except when they played head-to-head. Joker did destroy him a little bit. But if anybody should get the MVP, I think it should be LeBron. I Just one last footnote when it comes to the MVP award. I think the criteria of what goes into the vote and why those decisions are made, I think is completely skewed. Right. I think – I actually had got into a conversation uh, because somebody had posted something about why is Devin Booker not not in the top three right now, right? And I said, I think CP3 is more of an MVP to Phoenix than, than Devin Booker, right? Yeah. And somebody came back to me and said, 
Nash was way better than, than CP3. And I said, Nash is the most overrated MVP that we've ever seen. Back. <laughs> I agree with you on that. I, when I look at MVP, I look at the effect you have on the team. If you want to be real with it, and I think we, we've talked about this, when Nash won one of those MVP awards, my vote for it, even though Kobe probably should have deserved it and maybe Shaq would have deserved the other one, right, regardless, yeah. Yeah. my vote would have went for Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because look at the team that he had in Detroit, and he led that team that it took all five to win a championship. You didn't have that super-duper star or – or, or duo or big three or whatever it was, you didn't have that. And they actually took down Shaq and Kobe in five games. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a reason why, and that leadership that Chauncey Billups had was phenomenal. I look at that and I say to me, that's an MVP. No, but I think you were right. I think Kobe should have won the first one. And I think Shaq I, I feel like it's becoming a popularity contest. Right. And writers, I, I, I do feel that there's a bias towards LeBron because a lot of these writers, I feel, don't want to let him pass Michael Jordan in MVPs. Well, no, but that's, see, that's what Darrell and I were talking about yesterday. Mike, afraid to let, it, let so, the pass go. Michael suffered the same thing, though. He suffered the same fate. Like, he should have won, in his area, he should have won 10 MVPs. Um, so, at the same time, if you don't play, if you not, if you have to, at the same time, people, at the same time, people are going to vote and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But I think Michael suffered the same thing. Larry and Magic suffered the same thing. There was a bunch of haters on it. But, um, yeah, we're going to, Michael and I are going to stay on. Darrell has to hop off. Let me let me say one more thing before I leave. Uh-huh. Um, I heard you say something about LeBron should go to the 76ers or something. But before I leave, I'm going to just leave y'all with this. Um, I think LeBron should go back to Cleveland. I do too. I don't think they want him, though. I think they will take him in a heartbeat. I think they would easily take him. Well, he doesn't, he's not going to play, y'all, it's a system thing, right? He's not going to play well with their system. And I think that's what, that's been my whole argument with LeBron. LeBron is a, is not a system guy. He he plays his system in his head, but when he goes to another team, he destroys their systems. Does that make sense? And Darrell, you're going to miss the best question of the day. Like, you know, so. What? Well, but. uh, Can you say it no, what we're going to say is, no. Did you guys see that your boy got the worst actor award? And we did a Space Jam episode, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, touching on that real quick, now that you want to throw that out there, let's not, let's not act like Michael Jordan had an Oscar performance in the original. It was better than, it was better than LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> man, nah, 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 nah. Compared to LeBron, Michael Jordan had an Oscar performance. <laughs> Bro, Space Jam was the worst movie I've seen in a minute. 
and I, I was so excited. I was telling one of my homies, he was like, bro, why did you like the Bronx so much, bro? Like, the movie's going to suck. I'm like, watch, bro, we can go see it together. I told him, I was like, bro, we can go see it together. I know it's going to be good. I ended up not going to the movie somehow, and I bought it on TV somehow. And I, me and my girl, was my, my whatever, we was just sitting there watching it. And uh, the whole time, I'm like, when is, when, when is the action going <laughs> Like what's what's about that? Like, what is this, bro? Like, can you imagine if you read to your son, like if you telling him what to do, son, you should go in the room and clean it, or you're gonna get in trouble. That's how he sounded. No, no, dad, I want to play basketball today. <laughs> like, I thought I thought I expected a lot more too because I I liked him in his small role that was in Trainwreck. He was hilarious. He asked me. Trainwreck. He was hilarious. Who was but he had like five lines, so you know exactly. That's the point. He he didn't have he he wasn't in there for that long. So of course, so you might, be, go ahead, Jerome. Mike, did you like that movie? What Space Jam? Yeah. No. Oh okay. Oh, you scared <laughs> me. No, 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 no. Absolutely <laughs> not. I expected a lot more because of what I had seen already in feature films like Trainwreck when he was one of the right. people that read it. I thought he was hilarious. I thought his lines were great. You, like, wait, I had high expectations. You, you think LeBron was great in a, in a movie? His, his role that he played? Absolutely. It was hilarious. It was in there. <laughs> when he said, when he, when, when he looked at Amy Schumer, he said, yo, I have a question for you. Don't hurt my friend. Yo, I was dying laughing because I got what he was trying no, to do. He, say, don't hurt my friend. he said, don't hurt him. Yeah, don't hurt my friend. No, he, he said, like, don't hurt him. He, oh, don't hurt. Friend. he just said, don't hurt him. Either way. Either way, whatever. You get the concept. <laughs> I thought that the lines were written perfectly for him. Not saying it was great acting, but I think that what the way that it was written and how it was delivered, I expected a lot more from Space Jam and was highly disappointed. But I just don't like the fact that everybody comes at him in the sense of the Space Jam movie when Michael Jordan had a horrible, horrible acting experience in Space Jam 1. What? Who was <laughs> I, look, I'm going to implore you. Mike. I know you love LeBron. See, Darrell, this is what I was telling you about. I know you love LeBron, but you need to go watch Space Jam 1 all over again. I I know that movie front and back, bro. The first one is no, Michael did way better than LeBron. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that Michael did not do a great acting job in it. Everybody liked I liked it because it was just Michael Jordan in general. And it was something different, and it had the Looney Tunes in it. It was just something that I was like, "Holy shit, this is pretty good. This is going to be ex- this even be like good. Mike with Bow Wow." Michael Jordan had a cameo in was better than this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? And hey, you guys, that's going to be the end of the first show of season three. Take out the take. I'm going to Keller Woods tomorrow. We're going to have a loaded episode. With my two main men, Michael France, Jarrell Blocker. We are out. Thank you. Peace. Peace.